Well, welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have the star, the writer and producer and director of the movie Showdown in Yesteryear. Uh, let's uh, start with introductions with uh, Jeff up there. Howdy, everybody. And uh, Jeff's the star. We got Tim down there. Uh, he is the what, writer, producer. Producer. I didn't write the script for this one. Oh, okay. And uh, Aaron is the <laughs> director. <laughs> and Yes. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I've A lot got, of moving parts. Yeah, all the moving parts. Um, <laughs> we'll be adding stuff to this podcast um, that I have uh, recorded at the, uh, I, I want to say the world premiere but it wasn't really the world premiere. It was the uh, um, cast and crew screening is what you, you sent to me. Right. Um, yep. I, I really liked this movie. It was fun. And, the, the you know, this is amazing what you guys were able to put together on a, uh, a low budget, you know, lower budget, you know. And it, it is a great movie. I, I can't give too much away. Um, I had somebody ask me, they're like, well, is it, is it science fiction? I'm like, Time travel is involved, but then the rest of it's a Western. I was like, it's, <laughs> and um, I, I'm, I, I don't know if you guys remember this TV show came out in 87 called the outlaws. It's the reverse of this show of this movie. It's the guys from the old West end up in modern day, Texas, which is 1987. Oh. And then, you know, stuff ensues, but yeah, this is the, the, the opposite. So I, I guess your guys' movie would be sci-fi adjacent, but, but, uh, a Western for first and foremost. Uh, so, all right. Um, t- uh, tell us how this came to be. Uh, tell us how this movie came to, came to fruition. Well, who starts? Uh, I guess I'd have to start with Tim. He kind of yes, Tim. Let's... <laughs> Tim, yeah. Yeah. So it started with a short film I I wrote and uh, had Aaron shoot it. Jeff starred in that as well. Um, it's basically the same premise as Showdown. Um, nerdy cowboy goes through a door in the woods and. It, Dumps him into the 1800s old West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I was there. It happened. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it, it, yeah, basically was the same premise. And then once we, you know, brought it to the full length feature, you know, that really the drama and the, it came about character and all that stuff. And that's the kind of thing I'm interested in. Uh, so, well, that in action, uh, clearly, uh, if you've seen the movie, but the, uh, yeah. So it, the short really was something, uh, Tim had written and then, uh, we all went out there and kind of made this thing together and it, it turned out pretty well and people seemed to really like the short. So, uh, uh, Tim, people were kind of asking you about it. Uh, yeah, everybody was like, you need to make this something bigger. Like, love the premise, love it, you know, everything about the film. So, here we are. <laughs> I kept getting asked myself a lot. Well, that that short film, when you let me see it, I, I was, like, amazed. I thought that was great. 
And then you're like, this is what I'm making full length feature of. And I was like, oh man, this, this can be fun. Um, and, and I do agree with some of the casting changes from point A to point B. Um, I, I, I do love the current version of the beast that you now have. <laughs> um, that, that casting choice was, yeah. was very well. I mean, cause you always had the big guy in all the Westerns where everybody was afraid of. You never got the, you know, normal sized guy that was just a little crazy, you know, a little crazier than the rest. And, and I, I liked that. I, I thought that was great. I got most of that. <laughs> yep. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that casting change. Um, so Jesse, who plays the beast, Jesse Marciniak, he's a phenomenal actor, and he was in my first feature, uh, which Tim is also in. Tim O'Hearn here, he was in that acting as well, and so Tim was kind of in the know about my first film and uh, had seen it and stuff, and he really liked uh, Jesse Marciniak, you know, as the kind of antagonistic character in that film too. That guy plays a just wonderful villain and so uh that was really tim's choice to bring in jesse and once jesse you know took over the role it was really just about finding what that you know uh antagonistic character could be and especially in now having a smaller stature so it became this kind of napoleonic uh short man syndrome thing and i think it also adds a, a lot of duality to daryl dumwoody's character because daryl not being somebody who's big and tall and you know uh, uh larger in life and then having this other villain who kind of you know almost the same stature it kind of just those two balance off each other in a, in a really good way uh where before you know it was like some seven foot tall <laughs> dude who just towered above you and it's like yeah that that works and that's a uh, kind of classical villain trope and everything and there's nothing certainly wrong with that or that actor um but it's just uh, i think more interesting to uh do it the way we did it uh, with the shorter kind of, you know, more evil. And the guy who needs to prove how evil he is through his words and his actions more so than just looking intimidating. Yeah. Well, I, I believe the, the actor that you had for the short, just being the big guy, worked for the short. Mm -hmm. And when you get more story, you know, Jesse's character, Jesse, uh, <laughs> worked better for the longer, you know, run of the duration of the movie. Um, I know, I, I don't know where you guys ended up because when we saw it, it was almost exactly two hours. Where's your fight? Where's your current cut on that? One hour, 59 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> on the internet, it'll just say one hour, 59 minutes. And, you know, it's important, I guess, to get under two hours because people look at, you know, anything over 120 minutes and, oh my goodness, there's such a, such a weird, like, stigma about runtime these days where it's like, man, four hour movies used to kick ass, like, or, or three hour movies. Like, you, as long as you had a story to fill that time, you know, oh, yeah. uh, who cares how long it is? Uh, and, but people watch 10 hours of a TV show or they'll, you know, they'll watch a series that's 12 hours long in a single sitting. But as soon as they hear, you know, new justice leaks four hours long or something, they start crying and, Oh, the new Avengers is going to be three hours long. I don't know if I'm going to make it like what? <laughs> oh, I, uh, I used to run a, uh, a hotel here in town and, uh, my bosses were all Indian and they, they didn't understand why our movies were so short because their average yeah. movies, I think three hours. And they're oh, like, really? yeah, they're like, 
hour and a half, two hours? Why is it a short movie? And they're like, because <laughs> theaters want to show more showings. I, I, I that's what I've always it's, been told. It's part, yeah, yeah, that's like, part of it. It's partly that, and then yeah, I think it's uh, just American uh, attention spans. Right, uh, we're also TikToked out these days. That, like, oh I yeah, TikTok. In a lot of ways, you know, it is the shortest amount of content, and you're it's just pure storytelling. How much? How much of a story can you tell in five seconds? You could do something with that medium, but I think it's kind of killing movies as well because it's like, all right, you have to tell something so short. Well, people, that's what people want now they kind of get in this weird malaise while they're doing it where, you know, a movie takes, I mean, I, and I get it too. I get this feeling, especially somebody who studies movies, and, you know, it's, it's my life. So like I, I, I get times where I hate movies and I'm like, yeah, that's a commitment. I just don't want to do uh, at this point. And so I get the feeling, but uh, I think why do you, you know, that's becoming a wider issue now. And a lot of people, yeah, they're just so in tune with just short now content and everything has to be so succinct and so quick and you know, pop, 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 that they can't, uh, you know, yeah, a, a three-hour movie just seems so weird these days. And I, I don't, that's a bad thing. We've lost something. You know, the three-hour epic, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the historic epic, you know, well, your Lawrence of Arabia's and all that. That's that's where it's at. Well, I was watching... Uh, I have to say, you know, from, from my perspective... Oh, no, tell me your perspective. <laughs> I would go from my perspective and from the other people's perspective that have actually seen the film, even in New York and so on and so forth. Uh, it, I mean, where it is two hours long, it doesn't feel it. No, it definitely it doesn't does. feel long and drawn out. No, because no, um, when we went, like I said, we saw that the, the two hour version and we were sitting in there and it was like, oh, it's over okay then i was like well tim said it was two hours almost exactly and i like looked out my phone we were getting ready to leave i'm like oh that was two hours that is <laughs> yeah yeah it, it it definitely is paced well it is it, you definitely do not feel that two hour time span lapse so i mean i i i agree but um i do wonder well wonderful thank you uh yeah. that was very much by this now, did you have a longer cut? Did you have, was that your, uh, no? It was the two hours was the. No, no, yeah. It's two hours because yeah. we had, the script was so long. Uh, you know, getting the script, it was, it basically would have been like a two and a half hour movie based off the script we had. And then having to shoot the film in 18 days, that it just was so unwieldy. It was kind of impossible. So on set, you know, one of the first things we had to do was go through the script, the entire script, and kind of simplify and go, okay, well, these couple of scenes back to back could all be distilled down into one scene while still trying to make of what Greg wrote. Um, well, that and the, yeah. the layout of the town, too. It had to... <laughs> That come into yeah, play there it, too. It definitely had to be based off of where we were shooting and how many days. And so it's like, all right, we're in the jail for you know an entire day or a day and a half there. And so that certainly had a play with it. And then also, you know, how to light something like that. And you're shooting in this entire West Town, so it's very unruly. And, and uh, so we really had to simplify it all as much as possible. And so a lot of the pacing happened there, where it was just no, there is no time to you know for this thing to be uh, what's the word I'm looking. Or just kind of malinger around and oh let's go over here and it's like no no it needs to get to the point of every scene because we don't have time to shoot any more than that and so the movie 
yeah, I mean, it was basically always the slang, because um, that's just what the story was. And a few trims have been made just to punch it up a little bit. Definitely in the first act, we removed a little bit. And there's a pretty lengthy chunk in the montage, and we had to kind of bring those things down just a little bit without, you know, messing with the with the movie the kind of way it is, because people seem to really enjoy it. And yeah, and the pacing seems to. You know, it, but it even even what you said earlier, you know how we the time constraints of of the town and this that and the other. I even think of the hotel. Okay, the hotel is actually two locations. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so I, that kind of stuff is just two locations within the town. But yeah, I, I mean, just all that kind of stuff is just to me is really cool. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a nightmare it's i mean that's all a movie is basically it's a big four-dimensional or three-dimensional puzzle that you're just putting the piece together it's okay we gotta go get this little piece and um yeah i don't know i, I love the being on the fly and kind of just figuring out how to shoot all that because it's not like we had storyboards or anything we kind of tried to schedule it out me and tim or tim and i before the production we had gone through you know scene by scene and it goes okay so this one's in here this one's in here and so we tried to block that out in a, you know, the most intuitive way possible where it goes, okay, like, we're, we're in the jail for this amount of time, we're in the saloon for this amount of time, so let's shoot all those scenes. That way we can kind of light that location and we know what it's going to look like in there. And so while we're in there, we can just schedule it. So we tried to make it as simple and easy on ourselves as possible. And what that does, because uh, I, I don't know, I come from a kind of combat photography background, uh, uh, I was in the army doing that for a while and then and I grew up shooting weddings and stuff so like kind of uncontrolled chaos and trying to capture whatever's going on in the moment you know uh, it kind of really works if you schedule it the way Tim and I did where it's you know okay we're in this block where we have this location here's the lighting and stuff and so while you're in that it's just figuring out A to Z in the scene and exactly what I need for the edit so I, I don't think you could pull off a movie like this in 18 days normally unless you cut the corners that did the kind of things we did where the cinematographer director editor is all the same guy so it's just like no 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 i know what we need to get to cut together and so like having wearing that many hats and then you know uh, everybody wearing so many hats like that's how you can really pull something like this together but there's an extreme level of confidence probably necessary to, to do this where it's just like, no, no, like it's going to be on the fly, but it's, it's like I was saying earlier, it's controlled chaos. So controlled um, chaos is a good word. Yeah. And, oh. and I, I feel you find your rhythm and, you, and everybody, I think actors like to work that way too. Like nobody likes to be waiting around and stuff. So if you just keep the energy up and it's just, let's we're firing and like we're moving on. Um, and you just have to be constantly moving. I think, I think it just works better for everybody and you get the best out of everybody. Yeah. Um, One thing that does get confusing in that though is wardrobe. <laughs> yes, very yep. much so. <laughs> that one was, uh, that was pretty tough. Because you're shooting all the scenes for this location of the film, you know. So everything that was shot in the jail was done like in a day or whatever. So yeah, then you got to figure out, well, this scene, I had this on and yeah, that, yep. now, yeah that, that's a whole other nightmare. <laughs> I've avoided that in my other film projects. Now I go, okay, this thing's going to take place 
within a day or eight hours. So like <laughs> nobody's changing clothes and you're all just running from this, you know, my next one. Like you're all just running the entire time. It's in this short time span. So like, I've basically just to make it cheap and simple on myself. Yeah. Nobody changes clothes. <laughs> well, we, okay. I, I, I do have to ask the question, which came first? Did the casting or the or did you find the location? Because the location, I did, like I said, Tim told me about it. I didn't even know it existed. I've I've lived in Ohio my entire life, and now we're we're, we're planning on going there sometime soon. Because um, I I talked to Jeff when we, at the at the at the showing. You were you're uh, an actor there already. So you're and uh, most of the yeah. cast is there already. Um, so did would that make casting very like that much easier that you just rolled in and was like, yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. Okay, good. We're cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the short, the short kind of did that for us because um, other than me playing the sheriff in the short, which was so Gus who played the sheriff in Showdown was supposed to play it in the short film. He got hurt the day I got into town to start shooting the next day. So I was just kind of a last minute here. Yeah, he actually <laughs> came off of a wagon face first. Oh, jeez. Into his gun. <laughs> and yeah. the hammer of a gun. Oh. Not the gory details. It's <laughs> <laughs> worse, man. Off the, off the wagon, onto the ground, onto the gun. Oh, I could have went even more south. Um, but oh, that, that casting right there. Got, got, oh, man. I'm, yeah, uh, he's incredible. Yeah, he he is he is uh he 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 looks like he just you just went back in like 1970s and pulled the guy off the set of a western because yep. <laughs> he just like oh, yeah no, he's perfect he, yeah the, the even kind of looks like Lee Van Cleef or oh, somebody yeah. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, just I'm, the way he talks yep like <laughs> horseshit <laughs> I, I think that's one of the joys of Dogwood actually. The, the, the people that are there, Gus, uh, even Frog or Mike Montgomery, uh, you know, I, I don't think they realize. I, I mean, I seen things in them. I believe Tim did. And, and, and they just didn't know it was there. And I, I'm personally thankful that because of Tim and Showdown and even the door brought this out of them because I think they're perfect. Uh, I uh, I've been getting tons of notes from people who are like, damn, like some of the acting in here is incredible, and it's always, uh, sorry, it's always the sheriff, it's Steve who's always yep. brought up, and then it's Mike Montgomery who plays yep. uh, Steve, the farmhand rancher. or the, the rancher, and so people are like, oh my god, those guys are amazing. I'm like they're not really actors. Like that's just them. And yeah, that's 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 the, the beauty. They're not acting. That's that's them. Like they're not they're not trying to do anything. <laughs> like, just how they are. And I and I've found themselves. I mean, us working on low budget films for uh, uh, quite some time now, and, and I've worked on a bunch. Uh, that's how I found you can get the best performances out of people. Or just like, okay, here's kind of what we're dealt with. Like this is the situation and the actor we have, and it's like, okay, well, how can we tailor the character? to that person so we can you know really act on their strengths and if, if that's the kind of situation you're in like I, I, we've gotten really good results out of that we're just like all right well what is the truth or the emotional truth you know of this character and where can we find that within you know the vessel for said character and so it, it's been uh yeah i, I mean I, I think it worked 
pretty pretty great all around and like uh yeah there's some there's some great performances here and jeff yourself i mean not, not to build you up too much yeah. but jeff <laughs> jeff's pretty uh, blow your head up a little bit <laughs> yeah jeff's just pretty great in this one. So, well, I talked to Jeff at at the showing, and he was telling me you're the villain in Dogwood, correct? The the the, and you're the but you're the good guy in uh, Showdown. Is that was that hard for you to pull off switching? That's kind of yeah. I, I mean, I kind of play both roles at Dogwood, but the majority of the time, I'm I'm usually a bad guy. I played Doc Holliday for a while, uh, and. and and different things like that. So, yeah, I can be the bad guy, and sometimes I kind of enjoy that. <laughs> now, this was all one location, correct? I mean, you didn't film, like, bits and pieces somewhere? Because that's because even the, the ranch is still part of Dogwood, correct? Cause right. It, yeah, yeah that's, that's Frog's house, actually. That's where he lives. That's um, Mike. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I was, it's, it's Mike's land, correct? It's all his, right? Yes. Right. Excluding yep. uh, Daryl's, the exterior of Daryl Dumwoody's house and the right. interior, which is two different houses. And then uh, the bar, the modern day right. bar they go to. Those are the other, the only other two locations that were not on the actual ranch where Dogwood Pass is located. Right. So, or just Dogwood Pass. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it, if we had any more locations, we wouldn't have been able to pull this off. So like that, right. that's really the only thing. Yeah. That's the other way we were able to do this in 18 days with planning and that controlled chaos thing where it goes, okay, like we've talked about. So scheduling locations in a smart uh, way and then, yeah, just having them all right there in the same place. It's like, okay, well, today, you know, we can't be in the town because the town was still operating while we were shooting the movie. And so on weekends, they would be doing stuff. And so we would have to go shoot the modern day stuff during the weekdays, which but that worked out perfect because we're still on the same ranch. Um, and you'll go out to the, the nice pastures and stuff or into the forest or, you know, the big shootout sequences on, in the valley or that little uh, woodsy location. And so all that stuff was all right there or, you know, within an hour away because we had to kind of go around near more near Columbus for the modern day stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, the modern day stuff, we actually it was probably about an hour and a half away. But yeah, most of the ranch, have all the ranch stuff, the field, the hills, all that was definitely a Dogwood. Then the, the uh, modern day bar, that was probably about 30 minutes from Dogwood, actually. Yeah. And um, I, I know, Tim, you invited me to, to, to go there, and I do apologize because I could not make it. Um, and it was concert related. Uh, <laughs> I had, already, I had already had concert tickets before you invited me, and if I didn't have concert tickets, I would have been there. Uh, but the being able to 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 you know shoot did, now. Did you when you came up with the idea for the door and then showdown? Um, did you have Dogwood in mind? Did, had you been there before, or was it something you just kind of lucked into when you were uh, putting this all together? Yeah. I so I was in a film there. Okay. I was acted, I acted in a film there. That that was the first time I was there, and got to know everybody. Um, I was there probably close to a week. <clears throat> so I got to know Jeff pretty well. And, and uh, he killed me. Yeah, he got to know me. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I tossed him around like 
Don't smear on my glory. You know, and, and you talk about... So, and probably a couple months later, like, so that, that whole premise was actually, um, me and a friend of mine had talked about that kind of thing when it was going to be like a horror movie. <clears throat> and then after being a Dogwood, I was like, you know what, that would be a, that would be a cool, cool film to, you know, instead of going to wherever, being a big slasher horror movie that he goes to the Old West and all this. So that's when I started working on it. Got a hold of um, Frog. <clears throat> and since I had become pretty good friends with him, I was there. And uh, talk to him about shooting there and everything, and set it up. So, yeah. Well, and and to be honest, you, you got not only lucky with the town, you got lucky with the cast. And and when when I was talking to you guys at showing, you know, I was like, man, I was like, these guys all legitimately feel like they're they know each other and they're friends. And then you're like, oh yeah, they are. They're legitimately they all know each other and they're all friends. And I was like, that works perfectly. I mean, you know, Jeff's relationship with Mike you know, shows on film that these guys are, you know, buddies and stuff like that, that you don't really get often because, you know, you got two guys who have no clue, never met each other before. Suddenly they're supposed to be playing best friends. And there's always kind of that, you know, weird feel when you got these two guys together, they like, they felt like they were like, if you wouldn't have told me that they were friends, I'd have been like, man, are these guys related? Are they like cousins or something? Are they, because they, they had a very good, uh, very noticeable friendship that you, like I said, you don't get outside of, you know, actual being personable with these people, you know, for years. And uh, it, it does read very well on film and it, it worked very well. And, and uh, I, I got to commend you guys for, you know, being able to find this and put this together and, and, you know, not have to, you know, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I know there's got to be struggles. There's, there's going to be struggles in filming, but you know, oh, yeah. yeah, you, you know, you, you already had that, you know, I probably a huge chunk of it. You know, you had trained horses, you had the trained stuntmen, you had all that stuff because you were already at Dogwood and that's, you know, <laughs> now did, did that play part in it that you're like, well, we already got the trained horses and stuntmen. So we're putting this scene in. <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. anything that we had. Uh, it was like, okay, well, we can do that. Let's do that. Or, or we can't do this. We can't pull this kind of thing off. Let's not. But uh, that was definitely the most daunting part, uh, the safety of it all. And, oh, wow, there's horses that can kill you. Oh, there's real guns that people are firing that can kill you. And, like, um, that was definitely the most worrying thing for me personally was just, the yeah, the sheer scale of everything and then just, you know, all the little elements and like horses, that 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 was one of the hardest parts because horses, you know, uh, it's in the little behind the scenes documentary thing. But I think Jesse said it best: where like horses have their own time limit and they definitely yeah. have a temperament. And like, so we we learned uh, pretty early on in the shoot: shoot the horses out first, <laughs> like because they are the most unruly actors, and uh, if they're not happy, they'll you know they can kill you. So. Uh, Go ahead and just get them done with, and get them out of there, and then and then worry about the people second. I, I will have to say one thing though about the stunts: at the time doing them, didn't feel like much training. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the stunts. Well, all your stunts are insane. Yeah, you know, Jeff gets the 
absolute crap beat out of me in this movie. Um, and no, there's not like... This and I had movie. nothing to do with it this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but you enjoyed it, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it was a good, nice standby watcher. <laughs> no, it, it, we literally kind of set it up and, okay, Jeff, uh, you're just going to run and dive down this hill. And then I would kind of do it and show him, like, hey, you got to throw your elbows out and your knees. You can really get some air on this. Otherwise, it's not going to sell. And so I, I would try to kind of show him what these things would look like uh, and, and that it was, you know, it could be done safely. But yeah, there's not like a stunt supervisor really other than myself, who's just somebody who's pretty rambunctious and <laughs> will do some pretty stupid things from time to time. So just, here, Jeff, you can do it somewhat safely like this. <laughs> well, now roll I can out. Do it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though oh. he's, yeah, a lot older than me, which uh, it was unfortunate for, uh, for Jeff, really, but uh, it looks good on the movie, and you know what? It's it's it sells. on film, and yeah, every time he gets clotheslined or hit by a door or thrown down a ravine or uh, you know comes off a horse, thrown off a horse multiple times. Um, yeah, you know it's it's there, and we got it on camera. So for all the for all the injury, at least we got it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, bottom line, out of all, I I wouldn't change any of it. When Je I, I mean, yeah, I took a beating. I think a few people, even Matt, when he rolled down the steps after get, getting hit, so to speak. Uh, I, I mean, everybody kind of took a beating. You know, Matthew Grant, when he got, when he also went down. I mean, everybody kind of took a beating, but... Me when I face planted in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yep. that was an accident, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just incorporated that in the movie. I yeah, but I did it like five times every time I come yeah. around that corner. Because uh, I found out cowboy boots do not have any kind of sole whatsoever. No. <laughs> and I would come running around that corner, and sure enough, I would face plant every time. <laughs> so finally, finally, Aaron's like, "We're just gonna leave that in there." <laughs> let's just, let's just. You're now laying down. The sequence picks up from you laying down. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, to, to me, it all put together a memory of a lifetime. It really did. Yeah. Well, I, I got I to ask you something, Jeff. You're, you know, you're, you've been trained with guns and and horses yeah. and stuff like that. Now, was it harder to, to, to basically look like a novice and to look like you're starting all over again because you are really good at it already? <laughs> it was it was difficult. It, it's harder to act like you don't know how to do something when you do know how to do it because when you know how to do it, it just kind of comes natural yeah. to do it. And, and therefore, you've got to pull within yourself, okay, forget you know any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah because it, it's you know i'm sitting there watching you and you can see the transition from from being a novice to being the the guy who wants to be the cowboy to being the cowboy and you know knowing full well that you're well equipped at the beginning where you're fumbling around and you're just like man i was like what would be harder to be the guy at the end where you're just like yeah i can pow 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 or being the guy like can't hit the broad side of the barn if you're standing in it, so <laughs> but you, you you do it well, <laughs> you make it believable. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now I got to ask. A little dumb you, there's a little dumbwitted in all of us. Absolutely in all of us. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I, I'm not. I, I have to tell you a prank I, I pulled on one of my good friends years ago. 
my dad had a lever action 3030 and he had a lever action 22. They looked almost exactly the same. My friend had only been shooting with us once. Never fired a gun, <laughs> you know, one other time before. So I took the 22 and I was like, pow, 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 pow. He just shot it real quick, whipped it off. And he's like, oh, can I shoot that one? That one looks like it's an easy one. I'm like, all right, hold on. Let me reload it. I come back with a 30-30 and I hand it to him. <laughs> and he's like, bam, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? I was like, I'm fine with this one. He goes, there was two of them. I was like, yeah, there was two of <laughs> But, you know, it's one of the ones when you you have a blast. I mean, because, you know, I knew, the we I knew the weapons well. I'd been around them my entire life. And I was able to, you know, kind of trick him without actually getting him hurt or nothing like that. But it was funny just to watch him fire that gun once. And that kick hit him in the shoulder. And he's like, oh, uh, damn, that doesn't look like it's that bad. I'm like, well, this one's not. This one is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned that it's funny because actually my son that was actually at the screening um, that we had he actually thought when I took the rifle and the John Wayne movement with yeah. it he actually thought that was CG it's like no 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 that wasn't CG <laughs> I did it after rolling down the hill 30 times <laughs> but yeah and it took me a minute but yeah definitely not CG so my hat off the air, and I'm putting all that together. Oh, it's like, uh, well, I just kept having you do it. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> yes, probably, you did. You probably did it like <laughs> 60 times. Uh, yeah. And th the shot in the movie after you do it, and then you fire, uh, well, there's two shots after you do it. There's one kind of looking down the barrel, and you're just trying to catch your breath, and you're like, you just look so intense. Uh, that's just you waiting to see if you have to do it again. And then... <laughs> Same thing after that. After, after enough. you lower the rifle and you're just like so out of breath and it's kind of this uh, shot you know, it's supposed to show your uh, uh, how you feel in this moment after you've you know done this Sorry. thing that you did or took a life or whatever it is. And uh, the camera's kind of pulling out. Same thing. I just had this another cam uh, B camera rolling on you and you're lowering the gun and trying to catch your breath while I'm doing something else. And in the actual take, you can hear me like, all right, I'm over here, and I'm yelling at somebody else or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just you, and the camera's just on you, and you're just tired as all hell. Because, yeah, that was the same day you rolled down that ravine and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So you, you, you legitimately made your actors look like they were beat up, worn out, and tore up by wearing them out, beating them up, and tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you get an actor to act. You actually put him in the situation to which he is. Uh, well, and you guys got uh, and the, with the limitations we had. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, yeah. continue, sir. Oh, and you guys got Vernon Wells to be in 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 the movie. Uh, tell us, tell us about that. That uh, for those who don't know, that's. Uh, from uh, Road Warriors and uh, Commando for the, the ones that everybody know him from, or Weird Science, because no one remembers he plays the same character. <laughs> I know, everybody brings that up, too. Weird yeah. Science. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, actually, Aaron and I, Aaron and I met um, over a long weekend, initially during pre-production, to kind of just work, work stuff out with the script and scheduling and kind of start that all up and then we were trying to think of a name actor that we could get and um 
we came up with Vernon. I sent him a message on Facebook and sent him a link to the door and said, we're looking to do a feature film version of this film and would like you to play the town tycoon. And he wrote me back like 20 minutes later and said, get a hold of my uh, agent and we'll work this out. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, how long did you have him on set? Uh, two days. Two days, yeah. So, yeah, two days. Yeah. So, I mean, most of his scenes were, you know, he's, yeah, they were all within a couple of locations. And that, that was really the scheduling thing because you got to, the scheduling of it was such a weird thing. We're like Deborah Lamb; she was never there while Jesse or Vernon were, and so it was really who was in scenes together. So Jesse and Vernon are always kind of in scenes together. So like they were during the first week, and so we shot all of their stuff. Any scene with Jesse, the final action scene, all that stuff was done within the first week. Anything with Vernon, first week. Everything in the jail, first week, and then. Um, Deborah Lamb didn't show up till like day ten through twelve. Yeah. So yeah. all it had to be figured out in the puzzle piece where you go, okay, well, and so I literally had to break down the scripts into not only by scene, but what part of scene are the actors in. So it goes, okay, this isn't just scene one twenty one. Now it's scene one twenty one A, B, and C, because B is this whole section where he's over here with this actor who's not going to be here during that week. And so it's really figuring out all those puzzle pieces and then just praying that the weather is going to be consistent because <laughs> it's all outside. So there were so many variables. This thing uh, was truly like the most terrifying and daunting. Uh, and, you know, the shooting process, probably the single most harrowing of, it of my life. Uh, and I've shot some pretty crazy shit. So I, <laughs> this one was, uh, it was insane. Yeah, yeah, we say one thing. The, weather, the weather was like it was perfect. Yeah, like we shouldn't have better weather that whole time. I want to say one thing about rain. Vernon. Vernon's actually he I, I like Vernon. Vernon is a very down-to-earth person with a sense of humor. And I, I appreciated that out of yeah, I, I just appreciate that out of people. And uh, he's one person where things haven't gone to his head. Because I, I hear horror stories from other filmmakers I get. They're like, well, I got them for two days. Or I got them for, you know, three days. And they're like, you know, they show up on set. They they do all their scenes. They don't interact with anybody outside of their shots. And then they leave. And you're just like, you know, then you hear these, these you know, really good stories about, like, you know, Vernon's like, you know, a very personable guy, very, you know. And that's that's really cool to hear you know and he does a great job in the movie and uh if you wouldn't have told me he was only on there for two days you'd never know he was only on there for two days so i mean yeah it seems like a bigger role when you watch the film actually oh yeah 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 he, de he definitely feels like mm -hmm. i mean i i was guessing you had him maybe five days um you know from from the way it shot and everything else like that but i'm amazed what you were able to knock out in two days is amazing i would you know that, that's a very good job. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. Well, thank you. I, I shoot a lot very quickly. So yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, yeah, it'll look like a lot more elaborate than it might actually yeah. be or, uh, just through shot choice and stuff. And yeah, the, uh, yeah, he was wonderful. Uh, it was awesome working with him. And I've definitely dealt with it the other way too, where, you know, they're not so fun. And so, yeah, it was, that's it was a fact, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome having. 
concerning. So, um, like I said, the, the movie is, I, 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 like I said, I don't, I don't want to give much away. Um, it is a really, really super entertaining, fun. It keeps you, you know, right there. You like what I said before, I was like, you know, I, when you told me it was two hours and I'm like, this is it two hours. And I like, Oh, that's two hours. It's almost exactly two hours. Um, <laughs> and, and you guys, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to play your guys' role down any way, shape, or form. You guys did great. Uh, you guys hit the lottery with this thing. I mean, with having the, the 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 actors who already knew each other, who already had relationships, and you were able to work that, they were already working in the town, all that stuff, and you were able to bring everything together, plus your story, and it was, it's just a really good, um, you know, you know, making a mixed drink. You put all your your ingredients together and you get the really good mixed drink that's what you got you know it's <laughs> yeah um you know putting it oh i didn't say much it was just thank you for yeah you know your praise of the film and everything uh, and yeah for this also being the most maybe like we had the most ideal circumstances to be able to pull this thing off while also having maybe the worst circumstances like shooting a movie in 18 days is not a smart thing to do um scheduling a lot of it the way we had to isn't you know the greatest thing to do but i kind of i mean i i love watching really bad like b movies in the 80s uh mm -hmm. low budget films because i think it's equally as important as watching great classics and stuff and and like i i kind of uh, in an amateur film historian, I guess, where it's like, I love old classic films, but at the same time, I love really bad ones, and I love digging out a little piece of treasure from 1986 that nobody's ever seen, because when you can see the effort in something like that, um, it's always amazing. We're like, wow, you didn't have to try this hard on this tiny little B-movie, but like you did. And then the opposite as well. When they, when they just do something horribly, you can kind of reverse engineer that. Like, well, why didn't that work? Why didn't? Why can I tell that they didn't have these actors on the set at the same day? It's like, well, because they didn't think to shoot it maybe a, a more clever way, or or to kind of, you know, take in all these variables. And so, if you can watch a lot of bad movies, it it, it almost can teach you how to make good ones. Or you know, if you're gonna have to make a film on similar circumstances, how can you avoid the pitfalls of other cheap things? And so I've. I, I'm trying to create this kind of expensive-looking style in the fastest, cheapest way possible. That's how I always feel when I'm when I'm in movies. Like, obviously, there's there's some I've done that I thought you know were the greatest, and you, I always say I always come away from it. I can at least learn how not to do stuff too. Right. <laughs> when you're set, you know, yeah. no matter what, well, I always learn how to do things. Well, I, I think this way is is with with lower budget movies, and the guys put a ton of effort into them. They put a lot of heart into movies, yeah. And and if you got a great big budget, you don't have to put heart into it because you can just you know make it slap you know slap a coat of paint on it, make it look nice. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of the 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 knockoff movies from back in the '80s when they were making the. The, the the Mad Max, the Conan knockoffs, the westerns and stuff like that. But you know, those guys had no budget, were able to to make 
movies that I find entertaining as hell. You know, um, yeah. you know, and, and as a go ahead. Oh, I was I was saying, as a modern indie filmmaker, you're basically under a lot of the same restrictions they were. Mm -hmm. Where it goes, no, we don't have a ton of opticals or special effects money, or or even the time we're planning to do a lot of these kind of things. So it's what can we capture in camera, which you know that was what they were under, and now we have cameras are finally widely accessible or widely mm -hmm. accessible. So before like in the eighties and when everything was on film, it was much harder to you know shoot something and make it look decent. You had to have at least 35 to try to make it look like something bigger classic. And so now you can just do that. And so we kind of just off the bat, if you have no money, like we kind of did on this one, like you're on the same level as them now where you go, okay, <laughs> uh, Charles band in the eighties and full moon and all those features. Like, like that's what we're doing. Yeah. And so it's like, well, what creativity and what heart can you bring to it? Because that's all we're looking for. So it's with every moment, what would be the boring thing to do? It's like, all right, well, we'll just change up the blocking, try to keep it interesting. And if you're not going into every scene, like trying to make it the best thing you can do, what are you doing? Like as a filmmaker, all I'm looking for is choices most of the time. And so when I'm watching a movie, even if it's the wrong choice, like at least you did something or you tried to do something interesting or subjective because that's all you can do. And so like uh, this one was a great test because it wasn't my script really. And, you know, uh, I'm just really the visual storyteller on it. And I was like, well, how can I, you know, uh, I, I, we did add a lot of really emotional elements to it. And we really focused on the character side of it. And that was what I could really bring to it was, can we focus on Daryl Dumwoody as a human being? And, you know, uh, maybe that's all a great story is. It's like a, a realistic representation of uh, authentic human, uh, you know, like behavior or, or story. Yeah. And so, you know, trying to just tell this emotional truth of, okay, sure. This is a silly cowboy <laughs> in the past movie and a, and a nerd going in time but like what what can we, truth can we bring to that and what has nobody else tried because that's what i find is missing in a lot of movies today and especially low budget ones is a, a genuine attempt to tell a story and a genuine attempt to tell a human story um and so that was really where a lot of the focus needed to lie on this one was let's tell the best story we can about a human being yeah well, like I said, you, I think you guys uh, knocked it out of the ballpark. I mean, this it's it's a it's a really good movie. I've been telling everybody. I mean, my uh, my dad watches western stuff like that. My he's like, well, where, where can I watch? He's like, it's not out yet, but <laughs> when it comes out, you're gonna have to watch it. <laughs> and and uh, I told him the story, and then I showed him, and I was like, he's like, well, where's it filmed? I was like, it's filmed in Ohio, and then I brought up the. The, where it was filmed, I was like, this guy, this guy, this guy. I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, man, that sounds like a really neat idea. And I'm like, well, it worked well. So, and it's, you know, I have I have my buddy who went with us to go to the screening. He is, he doesn't, he's not a, a low-budget movie guy. Not really into him. He doesn't, he liked it. He's like, them guys did a good job. I mean, I'm, he's like, he was impressed, and he's not one who's regularly impressed by low budget movies. And if you can get him, you know, you can. Get so, yeah, because he. I didn't get my electric. My laptop's gonna die. Okay, we'll right back. Okay. okay, bye, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta get the electric. There, we're truly gonna die. Yeah, all right. Um. Well, what, 
when you guys put this together, uh, how long was it from, um, from like you got the idea together to the time it was done? Conception to, to finish movie. How long did you, how long was it? Well, it took a lot longer than it was supposed to. Um, and conception was probably what, three, four years ago, Tim, when we did the short, um, we shot the short while I was still doing my first movie and we did it like in between another movie we did, uh, a Lynn Kabazinski movie. And then we did my movie, Pond's Volition, and then The Door all in like a week or two. <laughs> we had to like three movies back to back. We shot 10 scenes in my film, The Door in its entirety, and then went off and shot this whole other movie, um, all in like three weeks. And then... Uh, so we had the door that came out what, maybe six months after that or something. And that has been in festivals. I think that's still in festivals. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's still got a couple more that I'm waiting to hear back from as far as selection. Okay. But. Well, cool. Um, so that, that was a process. And then, but what do you say, Tim? Like how many, I mean, it took two years probably from shooting the film because we shot it what last October or two Octobers ago. Two Octobers then, ago. Late yep. September, so it's yep. almost two years ago. Yep. yep. So, and then that was really down to post production. There was a, there was just a lot of, uh, well, in shooting a movie in eighteen days, some technical things are going to go wrong. So there was a lot to really clean up, uh, as well as I had to finish my first film. Um, so we had to wait on that, and then my first movie came out, and then we had to, then I really started getting serious on this one, and that. Yeah, there was just so much more technical stuff that we were not kind of uh, thinking we'd have to deal with. And so once once I had dealt with it and we cleaned it all up, and, you know, we got it in there and it, it, nobody will notice, hopefully, anything. But the, uh, you know, it was just a lot, of, a lot more variables than we were, I guess, prepared for. But that, I mean, that's the that's a trade-off. If you're going to shoot a movie in 18 days and you have, you know, one guy for the entire camera department, you know, some of these... Uh, some of these you might run into a few of these issues so i don't advise it uh <laughs> don't shoot a movie in 18 days especially one this size if you can help it but that being said i i think you know I, i'm pretty amazed every time i look at it like wow I, yeah. we did it <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look yeah. like an 18 day movie at all and like i said i was impressed you know and then when you told me like you said you had Vern for two days that's like i said i would suspect that most of the people were on the set from the way it was shot, the way it was filmed. Uh, it's pretty seamless when you're telling me like this person didn't even show up till like the last six days of shooting. You're just like, wow, like it really seems like those people are there most of the time, but you know, <laughs> um, it's, it's all in planning. Yep, it's uh, yeah. time management. Well, my, my first film took three years from you know, uh, the whole way through. And that was basically like my student film. So I was shooting little pieces of it over three years where I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. And the writing sucks in this part. Well, let's write something new and try to insert with the good footage that we have. And so I really learned a lot about seams and editing and like, you know what? All we need is this person's elbow. And <laughs> like, you can, you can get really clever with doubles and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and so th this movie was like the final exam uh, over. It was just like, I was just finishing my first movie and it's like, okay, now I got to do this in 18 days. All right. You know how to do this in concept execute. 
<laughs> but that's, that's, and, uh, it's it got to be a hell of a jump to go from your, your basically student film to this film, like right back to back, right? Yeah, but it, it's good. It's it's the it was the uh, you know what what am I looking for the, the parable I needed or like the uh, 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 just jump straight in and you know see what you can do. Like I find that uh, you kind of have to just throw yourself into a lot of situations, or at least for myself, I have to throw myself into a lot of situations and then you know learn how to be prepared for them. Otherwise, I'll never do anything. So it's just like okay, I'm gonna go do this insane thing. It's like okay, well I gotta get things i need to learn as much as possible before that um <laughs> so one thing to me that's kind of crazy about, about this whole thing so obviously jeff lives in columbus ohio live in upstate new york and aaron lives in <laughs> Oregon. Yeah. so we're spread throw that in there well yeah definitely <laughs> spread <laughs> yeah i used to be on the east coast with you guys things seem to be a lot easier yeah. <laughs> um, i was in baltimore for the longest time during my first film but yeah during this one i've been out of portland the entire time so it's been uh, that's it's a hell of a hell of a hell of a hell of a distance from ohio um yeah. <laughs> jeff was probably the only one that got to go home at night to go to sleep in his own bed right <laughs> No, he did not. Oh, no, yeah. he did. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Jeff had to be, well, Jeff's in almost every scene. Yeah, well, yeah, um, sure, yeah. The film kind of follows his character, and there's only a few scenes that he's not in. And honestly, I felt kind of weird about him. I was like, well, this is such a character piece that's it's so from his perspective, and the movie starts with him. And, and, uh, I don't want to say too much, but, you know, there's a little bit of stuff with him and his daydreams and stuff. And, you know, maybe he's not the most reliable narrator. So maybe the film can be viewed from uh, different perspectives if you want. Maybe maybe certain things aren't real. So just go into it with an open mind. and uh, Maybe not everything is what it seems to be. But yeah, I think the uh, biggest scene that he wasn't in was Jesse and, and um, Vernon. Vernon, yeah. and then also, it's really only a few scenes with Vernon. It's also when Dobbs, uh, the sheriff, confronts. Right. There's only a few scenes where you kind of trail off away from his character. Otherwise, he's just about every scene. So he had to, you know, he was the first one on the set, and then also he's a producer on it. So, you know, he had to make sure it was all working in his own way, too. So, like, you know, it was all very, uh, he was involved all the way through it. And then, yeah, we were all sleeping out there. We were all in the bunkhouses yeah. or sleeping in, the, like, the lofts of each building or, like, the hotel that Daryl Dunwoody is staying in in the movie is a real bed that somebody was sleeping in while they were out yep. there. Like, that, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like yeah, I was sleeping in the jail during <laughs> parts of it. It was, uh, which is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, been there. <laughs> well, like I said, guys, this this is an amazing piece of work. Um, the the the, the movie gods have kind of come together for you guys to put this together. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is action. It's comedy. Uh, there's drama. You know, there there is real feeling. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but man, when when Daryl's out there and you're just kind of like, oh man, you know he's the hero of the movie and it's going to happen. But man, I, like I said, I don't want to give nothing away, but man, you're you're really feeling for the guy in the scene, and you know he just he knocks it out of the ballpark in that one. You guys put that scene together well. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything you need in a movie. Um, you know, you, you got a gr- great score, good acting, good shooting, you know, just, you know, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a lot there and you guys really got a lot. We should probably talk there. about the score as well. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to uh, score. Yeah, the, the score is Brandon Richard. This is his second score. His first one was on my first film. And he did such an incredible job that I kind of just really leaned into him on this one. Where I was like, you know what? I think he can probably pull off a John Williams-esque kind of score here. And so it was just like, yeah, we really relied on that in a lot of scenes or leaned into it. Where I was like, this moment's really going to sound like this huge, you know, uh, you know, giant orchestral thing. And like, uh, there's especially some scenes towards the middle or during the end of the second act where the score just goes insane and it's just like yeah I really we had a lot of faith in that guy after what he did in my first film and he really delivered he's oh. he's incredible and I think he his his career is going to take off in its own way he's he's amazing so he he needs to do more stuff but he, he's got some more stuff on the horizon he'll be on my next next film naturally and his his score on that's going to be even more insane because it's kind of horror bongo-y metal like it everything it's uh <laughs> it's incredible one thing i definitely want to make sure that i get in is uh, um i i just want to say thank you to my old friend above and not only for the just for bringing everybody together in the manner and in the way that it was done it's you know thank you and thank you i mean yeah and I mean that from here. Well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it truly worked out amazingly. I, I'm still amazed every time I kind of look at it. I'm like, how did yeah. this happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> it shouldn't exist, but somehow it does. It does. And like you said, everybody from the score to even Tim that uh, wrote the, uh, the the music video. Yep. Uh, just everything is. Yeah. Yeah, chef's kiss. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody put in everything to it. Like everybody believed in it and, and put in all their effort. We really made the best film I think we could. And so I, I'm rather proud of it in a few ways. Where I'm, you know, like under the circumstances we were under, we made the absolute best film we could make. And I think that's true across the board for everybody involved with it. And everybody that touched it. If you're not doing that, like. I don't know. That's the goal. That's what you got to do. Like, and even if it doesn't work, like at least you can feel the effort. You can feel the heart, the trying of it. You know, like if you're not, you got to, that's what you got to (laughs) do. Well, you know, with putting together low budget movies and you do the best with what you have. And, you know, some people like, well, we got a small budget. We just, did okay i'm like no you do the best you can with what you have and you guys were able to pull out the absolute phenomenal best with what you had you know and to you know i i don't know the budget i don't you know because i i think if i knew the budget i would probably be even you know but knowing that you guys yeah, it's, it's shockingly low it's that, like yeah it's, it's 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 peanuts. Uh, <laughs> most of us, yeah. It, a lot of everyone was working for free, so it, it's yeah. It's Wait, pretty, but, 
There was a budget? Yeah, <laughs> truly, yeah. It was it shouldn't be possible. <laughs> yeah. And and you guys pulled the absolute best out of, you know, thin air, you know, but like I said, you guys got super lucky. The the town, the people, you know, you Tim, everybody was able to come together and do their, you know, just boom. I mean, it's just that you know that incredible and and i i gotta admit it's 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 a fun watch it's it's incredible knowing that now that you tell me that there's little to no budget and um damn holy crap this just keeps getting you know better because you guys were able to do that on what you were able to do so um but i i don't want to hold you guys up too long here today um but i do have two questions at the end here two questions all right going to start with jeff we'll go down okay uh, I'm, I'm losing you guys here okay um favorite western a little bit i'm with you okay favorite western jeff my favorite yeah big part of me at this point in time wants to say mcclintock <laughs> <laughs> that was the one we had the rights to uh i guess it's a joke. i'll explain your joke here that was the one we yeah, used yeah, in the film on the tv constantly uh because that's public domain so we watched that film probably a hundred times during the oh, making yeah. of yeah uh, have you ever seen it no yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the big joke all of a sudden you just go hey have you ever seen mcclintock <laughs> No, I would almost have to say probably my favorite Western was the latest Tombstone with Val and oh. uh, all of them. That yeah. probably one of my favorite. That, that is a, a great movie. I love that movie. Uh, all right, Tim, what's your favorite? Oh, Jeff, you had to steal mine, didn't you? <laughs> is Bone Tomahawk in Western? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's that's a western. Uh, <laughs> Crazy western, but it's a western. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that yours, Tim? That yeah. And Tombstone is those yours? And McClintock. And McClintock. And McClintock. So uh, I'll have to go with uh, well, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, just because. Uh, well, you know, fuck. Maybe not even that. Once upon a time in the West is way classier, and it's filmed on. I'm kind of tied with those because they're both incredible. I think Good, Bad, and the Ugly's got such this kind of human element. Like I don't know, it's it's crazy. I, I love the the story and how it's just kind of following these dudes, but there's the background of the Civil War and everything. It's like it's so amazing. But then Once Upon a Time in the West is kind of the truest Western I think there is, and so uh, maybe Once Upon a Time in the West, and then uh, oh god, I had the other one. Shoot, it wasn't. Oh, Jeremiah Johnson, probably. Oh, it's kind of such a flick. mountain man movie, and you could. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about. If you forgot forgot about that, that it's not a western, and if it's just a a man's survival film. But yeah, Jeremiah Johnson for sure. That's like. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, since we got time travel involved, time travel movie. What's your favorite time travel movie, Jeff? <sighs> I, you know, I'm gonna. Star Trek. Star Trek? <laughs> yep. As except, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a Western. Definitely time travel. Space travel, to me, through time. 
Yeah, well, they went back to the 1980s and saved them whales, so... <laughs> there you go. Yep, time travel. All right, Tim. So, like I always... Um, the description I get for Showdown is Back to the Future meets Magnificent Seven. So, there you go. Back to the Future. Yep. Back to the Future. Yeah. I, uh, I love Back to the Future. I think it is probably the best, like, most succinct time travel movie that brings it down in the simplest terms. Kind of has the story so figured out and it works every time you watch <laughs> it. That end when he's got to hit the hook of the thing and get the 21,000 gigawatts or whatever. That's all <laughs> so perfectly pulled off and incredible, but I gotta say, I don't know, there's probably two movies that were the biggest influence on this one. Uh, one was, not, I don't like it that much, but it's called Time Rider, and it's an yes. old movie, and I, knew, I know Greg was thinking about it when he wrote this, and so Time Rider had a lot of inspiration on this, because it's a very similar movie, mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways, I was thinking about that when I'm trying to not just be Time Rider. And that's why there's so much, I think, focus on the drama and the characters and the reality of it all. Because I was just yep. like, I've seen this movie before, so we should do not that exact thing. And then the other one is Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. And it's this yes. uh, extremely romantic and sad film. And that had a huge influence on this film. And especially with the Daryl character and when he comes back. I don't want to say too much, but when he comes back from the past portion of the movie, it gets pretty dark there for a minute. And if you've seen the ending of Somewhere in Time, um, it's kind of very much in the vein of that. So, I, yeah, I'd have to say Somewhere in Time. And, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no, the you... Terminator, right? It's yeah, Terminator. Time yeah. Obviously, obviously for the door, like in the, the saloon scene when I was writing that was obviously like a back to the future type thing. So. I'm like that that's one of the funny uh, things. When he keeps crashing through doors trying to go back into the future. I can't I, I, I laughed at it every <laughs> time. And it doesn't give nothing away, but man, every time he like he, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, oh man. But I, I, I like I said, guys, you guys did a great job. Um, the whole cast did well, great. Um, you know, getting to meet these guys and stuff. Um, I will edit our interviews from the uh, um, the screening into this. Um, and I got to ask you guys: it's all right to use the trailer to the movie or the you know? Uh, maybe wait until the new trailer comes yeah, out. Yeah, the actual trailer. That was just okay. something I kind of put together before the okay. Buffalo. Okay. 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 Yeah, I'll just, I'll just use the, the footage I got from the uh, from the screening, edit that together. I'll probably be working on that late into the night. Um, I was hoping to have it drop tomorrow. Uh, we're going to see. Fingers crossed it drops tomorrow at noon. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. But uh, it is a holiday, so I might put it off, and it might drop Tuesday at noon. That gives me right. yeah. Um, so I want to thank you guys for coming on, uh, for taking time out of your day, and um, uh, like I said, congratulations on the movie. Um, I and Tim, you were telling, posting, you guys are are doing like getting awards now, aren't you? Um, for yeah, we got the uh, audience choice award in Buffalo. Sweet. And um, Which we weren't even supposed to be competing there, so yeah, we can't. Yeah, what even so we, we couldn't get we couldn't get an actual like regular award because Greg wrote the script and it's he's one of the directors of the film festival. 
So, um, yeah, everybody reacted at the screening. Like everybody was just blown away. So he was like, I got to give you something. He's like, that's what everybody was talking about afterwards. It was <laughs> showed out in yesteryear. So, yep. well, like I said, guys, great, great movie. Uh, you know, Jeff, you did awesome. Uh, great acting. Yeah, it's like, and the rest of the cast, great cast, uh, great script, great directing. You guys all did a phenomenal job, and I am thoroughly impressed, and I can't wait to own a physical copy and then send it all off to you guys and make you all sign it. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. As, uh, you were talking about time running. I legitimately own a DVD copy of Time Runner over here somewhere in my in my stuff. Time Writer, yeah. Writer, 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 not Runner. Yeah, but um, yeah, can't wait for the this. late great Fred Ward. Yep. Oh my God, Fred Ward was great. Um, but like I said, I can't wait to see this uh, again and show more people. Um, do you guys have a? Um, before, I guess before we get too far, do you guys have a distributor yet? No, I'm. That's what I've been doing lately. Like daily is researching all that because I know, and because I know there's so many out there that'll just screw you over so bad. So mm -hmm. I mean, I just I want to make sure I get at least a decent decent deal. Cool. And again, something else I actually wanted to say too. I want to thank Timothy O'Hearn. I want to thank you, friend, for you brought us all together, man. You made it happen. You made it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, you guys. It's great. I'm I'm pushing it. I'm telling everybody. Uh, I've got probably twenty people that I know, friends and family, that are like, "So when's this movie coming out?" I'm like, "When it comes out, I'll let you know because I'll get a copy and then I'll make sure you guys can see it." So. <laughs> Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, once we get this this uh, new cut completed, um, I'm going to start reaching out to some of these people and see what kind of feedback I get. Yeah, the uh, yeah the, the 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 thing is, right now, you guys are doing physical, correct? You're going you're going to release physical copies of this, right? I've talked to other people who are like, eh, yeah, um, that's the I mean, that's what I want. I don't know. <clears throat> I was trying to find out. So if I went with indie rights, which is basically just, it's all streaming stuff. I think I still hold, I think I still hold the rights for physical copies if I was to do that myself. So. Okay. I'm that scenario possibly. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to let you guys get back to your day. Um, have a good weekend, finish up your Sunday and have a good uh, labor day. Um, Take care. Um, hopefully, I will be seeing Jeff sometime soon when I get up to Dogwood. You know, and, and <laughs> absolutely. And um, do you do, uh, before we go? Do you have a schedule for Dogwood coming up? I do, but actually, the, the last show of the season is coming up this coming weekend. Now, with that said, with that said, Dogwood still opens up in October for Halloween because the town. Has a scare factor. Then it also opens up again for Christmas 
with Santa Claus and the Grinch. They they won't let me shoot the Grinch, but I'm still trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta pick him off. So, but thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so I will let you thank guys you. go. Thank you. Yeah. I don't want to tie up any more of your day. Um, but like I said, thank you so much. That my dog's now starting to poke me outside. So <laughs> take care, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. We have more of the cast of the Showdown. We have the Sheriff, we have Steve, we have Steve, we have Steve, we have
another person, you know what? And then she never knows of anything. <laughs> and I thought that would be better. Because, you know, it's a competition. Yeah, it's not a competition. But it. Oh, 
Boys Wars Cowboy had his duster in high school. Didn't matter. Middle of summer, dead of winter. Duster had. I mean, he, he did work on the farm. He didn't live on a farm and everything. But he lived that cowboy life no matter what. Did he want to be John Warner? I don't know. I think he wanted to be Clinch. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I had this discussion with some boss the other day. I was like, I didn't want to watch her. I didn't want to be, you know, Clint Eastwood. I wanted to be Franco Mirror. I wanted to be Jango. I wasn't doing the old Italian. I think what was so good about this thing, though, I think everybody kind of felt I know it was a little bit of a little bit of a little